You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi lovelies, so excited to be back with another episode of Permission 2 this week. We have just been having the most beautiful mild summer weather and um, I have just had a weekend while I'm launching, I always try to make sure that I have really spacious weekends before I start Permission Granted. So I've had a really beautiful, spacious weekend um, and spent some lovely time at the beach. Um, yeah, it's just good. I hope that you are also doing so well. And if you're in Australia, that you're enjoying summer. If you're in other parts of the world, that you're enjoying whatever season you are in. Today, I'm going to be sharing something that comes up time and time again with the women that I support and this is three of the most common misconceptions that I hear every day in my coaching practice about self-love and I'm going to talk to you about different ways that you can move through these misconceptions and um, make sure that you keep prioritizing you that you keep treating yourself with that love and that unconditional kindness so let's dive in so the first misconception is self-love is selfish so you might have this misconception if for example you have a fear of setting boundaries or you notice yourself people pleasing a lot you might kind of deep down believe that self-love is selfish or that other people think that self-love is selfish. So maybe you don't believe self-love is selfish, but you believe other people in your life think self-love is selfish. And therefore you might have thoughts like, people will think I'm obnoxious and self-centered if I prioritize myself. If I love myself, if I set boundaries, they're gonna think that I'm you know, conceited or you know, soft or obnoxious. Like all, There's all kinds of negative stories that we can have in our head about what other people are gonna think of us if we start to change because let's face it when we do start to practice self-love be unconditionally kind to ourselves set boundaries like people notice that change in you right because all of a sudden you're not worrying what other people think you're setting boundaries you're saying no to things that don't feel right for you uh and so absolutely (laughs) people are going to notice a change in you but are they going to judge that as you being selfish or are they not going to like you as much well that's a fear that a lot of people have so i'm going to talk in general at the end about how you can move through that the second misconception is and this one comes up a lot as well is self-love is nice to have it's warm and fluffy Um, but it's not actually something I need to succeed. Like it's not an essential skill that I need to work on. Uh, So if you have this misconception, that might look like always prioritizing the external things. Like maybe you're happy to invest time, energy, and money into making sure you look good for other people, which is very different to looking and feeling good for yourself. 
Um, or maybe, yeah, you're always like driven and really prioritizing your energy on succeeding externally. Um, but you might be like quite critical of yourself and you won't be prioritizing loving yourself, like meditation, journaling, whatever it is, you know, we all have different tools that we use to take care of ourselves, but instead you might be someone who is like sees relaxing, sees doing the inner work as like unproductive time wasting. Um, and maybe you really have a lot of trouble relaxing and you're quite prone to burnout because you're more of a push, push, push person. Um, and yeah, you, you believe that uh, self-love is just a warm and fluffy thing and it's not actually going to help me in my life. And then third misconception is if I treat myself with unconditional kindness, I'll become lazy and complacent. Oh my gosh, this one in my therapy practice the amount of women who felt so uncomfortable with talking to themselves in a compassionate way and had so much resistance to it. And when we looked at if there was any secondary gains to this, this belief, you know, um, what came out was, oh, actually, like, I really think that being mean to myself motivates me and it drives me. And so, um, so many of us have been conditioned with that kind of more masculine energy of you've got to push yourself, you've got to punish yourself, you've got to criticize yourself. Um, and, and then also like we're used to using like harshness and fear of failure as a way of motivating ourselves. And so then there can be this real fear, like if I'm really kind to myself, if I'm really soft and gentle with myself, will that make me less motivated? Will I get lazy? Will I get complacent? This is the stuff that a lot of women share with me. They hold deep, deep down. Um, and it's often why like, they get frustrated with themselves because they know that there's so much research and evidence that self-compassion is key to staying healthy, to staying mentally well and focusing on our well-being whilst we continue to strive for our dreams. So they know that, like especially if they're academic or you know, they, they've read the research, they, they know that it's important, but they're like, why do I keep being mean to myself? Why do I have so much resistance to being unkind, uh, to being kind to myself? And it's because deep down they really believe that the criticism that they have the pushing themselves, the harshness, that that's actually what keeps them motivated. And it makes sense because for many of us, that is how we learned at school. If we had teachers who, you know, kind of punished us or like, I remember I had a teacher like who used to like read out our marks and I was always so scared of like the humiliation of like getting a bad mark in maths. Um, and so like, it was almost like I was in always in a fear of like, oh my gosh, I can't do badly in that math test. So I've got to keep working those experiences. They can really, um, we can then internalize that belief. Well, no, you shouldn't be too kind to yourself or you might get lazy. So that is the last one. So there, there's three, one self-love is selfish Two, self-love is nice to have. It's not really important. Uh, I don't need it in my life. And three, if I treat myself with unconditional kindness and self-love, I'll become lazy and complacent. And all of that underneath that is a fear of like, you know, what other people will think of us as well if we start to love ourselves, if we start to set boundaries. So how to move through these misconceptions? I want to talk about them all generally rather than speaking to each one specifically because the same tools can be used to move through all of them. So firstly, as I always say, when you actually choose 
to practice unconditional self-kindness imperfectly. You're not going to get it right. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to happen all the time. But actually making that choice, taking that imperfect action, committing to it, will start to change those neural pathways that you have. So if you believe that, you know, I'm going to be lazy if I love myself, I bet you start loving on yourself anyway, then you're going to start to create new evidence that actually, you know what, even though I slow down when I'm kind to myself, I don't burn out at the end of the month. So overall, I am more productive. And um, yeah, so action is always the first way to actually move through unhelpful stories and thoughts and beliefs. And remember, if you have any of those misconceptions, they are not true. Um, Obviously, I don't believe that any of them are true, but also the evidence shows that they're not true. Our thoughts are often untrue. And I know you know this if you've been listening to my podcast for a long time. And so part of your job here to do this work is to start looking for new evidence that, you know, people love it when you're kind to yourself. People love it when you set boundaries that, you know, you know what, I'm actually really productive when I when I give myself a break, when I prioritize rest, when I prioritize self-love. So choose to actually start to rewrite those stories and look for new evidence. And then I do want to say, remember that anyone who does reject you or ostracize you for setting boundaries, for practicing self-compassion and self-love, they're not necessarily someone who has got your best interests at heart because not everybody likes it when we change. But if you think about it, if you really truly love and care about a friend and they set a boundary with you, even if that boundary does upset you, maybe it affects you, in, you know, it impacts you in a negative way, you still love and care about that person. So you may have a reaction, but you also understand that it's in their best interest, right? Whereas if someone completely, like I have had clients who have, you know, set boundaries, but then have family have very strong reactions to that, it's not our problem it's not our responsibility to choose people's reactions to our boundaries but also it gives you information about the relationship and then gives you chances to evaluate and possibly work on the relationship like do we really want people in our lives who are influencing our life in in a in a strong way who don't want us to love ourselves who don't want us to succeed and set boundaries so that's another thing to to think about and the other thing, when when you do tell yourself, oh, people are going to judge me or dislike me or think that I'm up myself if I, if I love myself, remember that actually you're not a mind reader. So you don't actually know what people think about you. That's the first step there. That's really important. We have no idea. Anything that you are thinking about how someone else thinks about you, unless they have directly told you, it is literally a fantasy in your head. And so you should treat it the same way you treat the stories and the mindset in your head. Not all of them are true. Um, And so remember, people's thoughts about you are just thoughts. And just like you have thoughts about yourself that are untrue, others' thoughts about you will not always be true. So I know there's this really popular saying, um, it's none of our business what other people think of us. And I I agree, like (laughs) really we can't control what other people think of us and it's quite unhelpful to focus on it. But I think that quote, for me, it misses the mark because people are a bit too, 
we've been conditioned to need connection for survival. So you can tell yourself, yeah, like it's none of my business what other people think, don't care about it. But the reality is as humans, we have been like built to care about what other people think because we needed it to survive. So I don't find it so helpful to just tell someone, don't worry what other people think. What I find helpful is to think, actually, I have no idea about what other people think. And if they do think something negative about me, that doesn't mean it's true. That's just their thought. And maybe they need to do some thought work on their thoughts about other people if they're being that judgmental. So that's just a different way to look at it. So um, I hope that that supports you. If you have noticed that you have a lot of resistance to being unconditionally kind to yourself, um, to loving yourself, to prioritizing yourself, um, that might mean like, yeah, you're having trouble setting boundaries, people pleasing, not, um, not giving yourself enough permission to rest. Then I hope this episode has supported you. Uh, this is the final call out and final invite to permission granted. If you want to work on this inner work stuff with me as your coach, but also surrounded by a sisterhood of beautiful women in permission granted who also want to do this work and who are going to be like deeply cheering you on that they want to see you succeed at this work. Um, then now is the final call for permission granted. So this episode came out Tuesday. We're officially kicking off our welcome ceremony tomorrow. I've had a lot of last minute interest, which is unusual. Usually most people in permission granted like pre-plan it a lot, but this year we're having a lot of last minute interest. So yeah, reach out and um, I'm happy to have a chat with you. Uh, we don't start the actual work until next week. So you've still got a little bit of time, but time is definitely running out and doors will be closing officially tonight. So yeah, send me a DM or an email. I would absolutely love to welcome you into Permission Granted. If you really want to focus on your self-worth, self-kindness and prioritizing you, this is the space to be. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will see you next week. 